The ratio of sheep to people has dropped below 5 to 1, the lowest number since the 1850s. Compare this to 1982, where there were 22 sheep per person. So what does this mean for the lambing industry? Well, Fed Farmers Meat and Wool Industry Group Chairperson Toby Williams joins me. Now, morning to you. Morning, Kate. Uh, So we now have 25.3 million sheep, but that's down 2%. What's driving the fall in numbers? Oh, it's a continuation of land, uh, land use change. It's been going ongoing now since probably 2000. We've had you know, pretty steep increases. And unfortunately, it's one of those things I think is going to carry on for a little while yet. In terms of the lambing industry, how could this affect our reputation as meat and wool exporters? It won't affect our reputation at all. Um, so years and years ago, we used to export around about the same, um, about 80 million sheep. We used to export around about the same amount of meat as we do now. So what we've done, um, certain beef farmers have done, have been able to grow more lambs from less use. Um, but we're at that point now where we can't really get any more lambs. So it'll just make our product become more premium um, in the marketplace. Well, what does that mean for us? You know, at, at the consumer end here in our supermarkets, what does it mean for our lamb prices? Well, our prices are driven from overseas. So when overseas press, prices are depressed, they will, that'll feed through to us. So it probably won't have too much of a meaning for us in, in New Zealand. Um, it's a wee way from where we, we you know, we're not going to see it in the supermarkets at all because there's so few sheep left. So it, it'll probably, it may make it a little more expensive. I mean, as a sheep breeder, you hope so. Um, not for New Zealand's sake, but for my own bank balance's sake and <laughs> sake of survival. Um, you know, costs are, costs are increasing there. Unfortunately, it's, yeah. it's been pretty tough out there for a sheep farmer. Well, how do government regulations affect how we farm? Because I know that's a biggie, eh? Yeah, it, it just adds cost. Um, you know, and, and that's the big thing. And everybody's seen that at the moment. And unfortunately, the last um, year, we've seen some really depressed sheep prices. They've come back off their peaks in the last two years. Um, and we've seen at the same time, you know, fertiliser prices going up 30 40%. We've seen fuel prices go up 20 30%. Wages, like everybody else, have gone up. Our interest rates on farm, you know, um, my interest rates have, have tripled. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow and you're still going to pay those bills. Fencing costs. And then in the East Coast, you can add up, you know, the, the storm damage from the, um, the, the twin cyclones coming through. Mm. It just, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. So, we, you know, we want to see better prices, but we all still also still want to see it affordable for New Zealanders to have. It's, um, you know, it's an incredible product. Sounds like hard yards, though. I mean, is sheep farming still attractive to young farmers, and are we attracting new ones? No, um, we are, but not to the degree that we need. It's, you know, the government regulations and things like that send signals to the older farmers that, well, what's the point? You know, I, I just, I, I can't be bothered anymore. Or, um, you know, the education system is really broken. And the fact that um, at school, effectively, kids are told, don't go, don't go farming. That's where all the dunce kids go. That's where all the dumb kids go. I mean, it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. It's, um, it's a really difficult situation, but there are great kids coming through. However, we're going to reach a point now, I think the average age of a farm is 55, 56, something like that. Right. Um, and unlike the dairy industry, we can't import Filipinos or offshore workers to come and do our jobs. We need to train them locally. Um, it's critical that we have those young guys coming through, and it's seen as a career pathway. Yeah, 100%. Someone's texting me saying, how do we count the sheep? Are they more compliant to completing the census? And there is actually an agricultural production census, isn't there, for sheep? Yep, there is, yeah, and you have to fill it out. I have to fill it out every year. And um, if you don't fill it out, then uh, it's worse than the census. I think, you know, there's about a $10,000 fine or something like that. Yikes. And Stats, Stats NZ um, are particularly beside themselves if you don't, so... It's really, really important that we do. And, and it gives us, 
what it means is for our exporters, for our government, when they're doing trade deals and things like that, that they know roughly how much product are we going to be producing. Or if we have a disease outbreak, they can model what would the cost to our country be. Um, so it's actually a really critically important piece of, um, of data that the government pick up. And farmers tend to be a little bit more compliant than um, the general public, I think, when it comes to filling out surveys. Well, yeah, well, they're probably so bogged down in so much bureaucracy and red tape, they're used to it, Toby. Thank you so much for being with us, Toby Williams. Fed Farmers Meat and Wool Industry Group Chairperson. Yeah, I don't think anyone's drowning in more regulations than farmers, so, I mean, no wonder they're good at filling out surveys. <laughs> it's probably 90% of their job these days. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.